It's April 3rd, 2014. This is The Hell Yeah Show. We're bringing you best practices for fine living, advice on how to not let technology ruin your day. Emery. It only helps. It's been about a month. Has it really? We kept missing each other. Yeah. Well, that'll happen. You were you had something going on last because we were gonna do it last week and then the week before that, uh, my lady wife was in uh, uh, another state working at a conference. Wow! And then and I could have done the show that night, but I was so exhausted I didn't want to. Yep. And then uh, the next week you had something going on, but I can't remember what was happening before I, that. But, it, but it's yeah, been four weeks. it's it's just you know it's 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 been an, it's been a hell of a month. It has. It really has. And it's been like a terrible winter in general, like really bad. I think it's been pretty temperate. Um, well, no, no, I don't mean temperature. Oh, okay. I mean, like, just it's been in terms of like my mood. I yeah. am way overdone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, then... I had to get a new therapist. <laughs> so the spring cleaning. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah by the time she's done with me, I'm, she's gonna be driving a Porsche. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I uh I don't know. It's been um I, I mean I know the rest of the country's been enveloped in a polar vortex for um for a bit there. Yeah. Polar, uh, hardly newer. Yeah. I think uh oh I did want to lead off with one thing though. Um A I, correction. I, well yeah. It, well it's more of a clarification. But, no, no, you know, it's a correction. I was wrong. Um hey, mark your calendars. Uh so when we were talking about BitTorrent Sync, I said that there was no uh, current concept of like uh, versioning or way to recover deleted documents and uh-huh, things. Uh-huh. So you, you know you had to kind of take that into consideration. There actually is a um, a hidden directory in whichever file system you're sharing around that way. That's like a you know like dot archive or something, and inside of that, it does keep like the last in huh. number of revised versions of documents. So you can. Uh, recover some documents that way. Wow. You still you still can't do like OS X's extended metadata. Still doesn't make it across. But um, other than that, I am still loving it. I run it on my laptop and my desktop, and I also run it in a jail on my NAS. Uh-huh. So it's really slick, and uh, I'm really digging it quite a bit. Um, it's way way handy for keeping like my my current checked out version of my work stuff and like things that I'm working on that are like writing related. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm way digging it. Cool. Um, Oh, did you check it out at all? No, I've not. I don't, so I don't have the, I don't have the, uh, uh, unique needs you have for like a very robust, uh, you know, backup and sync system. Well, um, the backup thing I covered, it's really the synchronization thing. I guess you keep right. most of your stuff in, in drive though. Don't you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, the uh yes basically any anything that i um am not okay with losing goes into google drive um and uh, and pretty much gets synced to all my machines the one exception to that currently uh is is my photo library i and actually and the, so my music library goes into into google play music um my files go into google drive my photo library currently is not synced but actually i just uh got my drive storage up to 1 terabyte so i think i'm going to throw my photo library in there as well Hey, um, look at you. Yeah. Um I'm going to need another eight terabytes by October. Yeah, see that's I don't yeah. <laughs> I have I have I mean my photo library is some somewhere on the order of uh of like thirty gigs. Uh it's it's not I'm that's not bad. 
it's oh yeah i mean you know but that's everything and, and it's not growing that fast you know so um uh, uh i think i think the last time i looked at this um i actually uh, uh i'm gonna get you like amazing real-time statistics <laughs> um well Actually, it won't be that real time. It's going to take a while for this to run, but <laughs> but I know I know that I do have a uh, a pretty large collection, but it's actually not too bad considering. But I my, last week I broke my favorite camera, my I, Fuji. Yeah, so I think oh. you posted a picture of this or something. I remember yes, seeing. It's yeah, on Google Plus. Yeah, I put yeah. It up there for you. Yeah. What happened was I have this. Uh, like a glidey sling strap thing. And I had it hanging on the hook um, at my desk at work. And that's not super unusual. But what was unusual was that I had it hung over my bag. Uh So at the end of the day, I went to grab my bag to hoist it off the hook. And I took the camera with me. And I didn't know it. And the camera like just ungracefully landed on the floor. Wow. It was excruciating oh, that's that's such a nightmare that's like it's just well here's oh, the thing that has and, me cringing <laughs> yeah I, br- I broke the uh yeah, it's like watching someone get kicked in the balls <laughs> right yeah exactly that's the feeling yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that pity your stomach yeah so i uh oh, spe- so <clears throat> what happened was is the, the shutter button the shutter release um broke off and at first I thought that it just like, you know, popped off because I knew it wasn't like, you know, a button that actually opens a physical shutter. It's all digital. So it's got to have like some sort of a lever that hits uh-huh. a thing that makes a signal go somewhere. But um, the whole thing got knocked loose. So I got I to gotta ship it all back to Fuji. And I haven't had the I haven't had 20 minutes to rub together all week to do it. <laughs> but uh, they're estimating it's going to be like. I mean, obviously something like this. I tried to convince the guy on the phone that it was uh, an attempted suicide. Because <laughs> the camera is less than a year old, I, I bought it like uh, a year ago in May, yep. and so I'm, and I said, you know, it's, it's the weirdest thing. I was sitting there just minding my own business, and the camera jumped. And he goes, <laughs> "They do that." <laughs> he wasn't buying it for a minute. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, I actually like talking to those guys. the The Fuji uh, Repair Center in Edison, New Jersey, yeah. is where I'm going to be sending it. That's but awesome. he said that uh, it'll probably be like around 240 bucks, which isn't too bad okay so yeah, yeah. i'm not uh i'm not what's I'm, I'm, what's the total cost of the camera uh like around 1200 bucks 1300 bucks okay so that's not bad at all no 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 i'm yeah. not i'm not too bad out about it and uh except if it happens again but here's the thing <laughs> yeah. this is this is one thing that i'm i'm done doing is that i had a soft release on the shutter mm-hmm. are you familiar with this i uh, no. Oh, is so, that like is is this like so you can hook up a remote or something? Well, okay. So the most shutter releases on cameras um, in a certain class yeah. uh, ha- have a threaded hole on the shutter release, and it's so you can use a cable release uh-huh. or um, any other thing that will activate your shutter. Uh-huh. But um, a lot of people, well, I don't know how many people, but many people will put a something that raises the the shutter release up a little bit more to elevate it and it's called a, a like a soft release and what it does is it gives you uh, more surface area to hit the shutter and it helps you hold your hand still oh, huh. longer because it's like um, it's a subtler motion you don't have to like push down so much yeah because it's just like a really soft touch and you can use like the middle of your finger instead of the tip huh cool um, well yes and no so yeah. what I think happened is that when the camera fell because for the life of me, I can't figure out any other way this is possible. Is 
because I had that slightly higher length and like a lip that I think when it hit the ground, it had enough, it hit it with enough force on that soft release and treated it like a lever and actually pried the shutter out. Oh, huh. So I'm done (laughs) with the soft release. I mean, I have small girlish hands anyways. It's not really a big imposition for me to press the button. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I just liked having it because it just, it felt nice, but whatever, I'm done. Um, yeah, and my other thing that I've been doing other than uh, crying over my camera is uh, playing the new expansion of Diablo 3, The Reaper of Souls. I've, yeah, I've seen you playing that a lot. I've, I'll log into Hearthstone, and, uh, <laughs> which yeah. we can talk about later. Um, yep. And, uh, and I've, I've been seeing you pretty consistently working through that. So What's nice is that it's, it's something that I can do. Uh, I can play it solo, or I can play it with a friend. And then uh, like one of, my, one of my internet friends from app.net, we were uh, having a conversation about something else, and then I found out that he was uh, playing Diablo. So I, I played a couple, <laughs> uh, did a couple of runs with him last night. Is and it, that was pretty cool. So is it like, are you you? Uh, we'll come back to Diablo in a second. I have another okay. question now. Um, you you are meeting people on App.net that you do not know elsewhere. Yes. Uh, is is this like? Is this? Well, we're not like you know hanging out and making out, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. But it, like, it, it, is this a uh, um, uh, something inherent to App.net, or like is this just something that is happening to you? Like, is App.net is part of App.net meeting random people? I I don't know how to answer that. Like, do you mean like uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not like a it's not a mixer or like a dating? No, service. no, no, no. But I mean, like I my. I, I guess I just, I've never really understood App.net very well, well probably because it, I've never really used it. <laughs> app, app.net, think, think of App.net as a uh, smaller Twitter. Okay. So it's, it's a much smaller pool, and yeah. the messages are longer, and there's more services that hook into it. So what's nice about App.net is that um, if you use it, uh, you can only, there's, like a, there's some limitations on like, because uh, they offer storage for like attachments and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but there's some limitations on the number of people you can follow and um, how much storage you have unless you're paying money. Uh-huh. And if you pay money, and it's, I mean, it's not an insignificant amount of money, but yeah. it's, I don't remember how much it is. Like, I think it's like 50 bucks or whatever a year. Okay. And what that gets you though is um, a huge chunk of storage and that removes the limitations and they're completely... They're, they're, the, the entire design of the service is that um, the users can own their own data and that there's no advertising. Right, yeah. Like, that's kind of the model is that you are, you, you're, prob- you're probably too young to remember the well. Am I correct? Uh, I'm aware of the well. I okay. never so used like, the well. <laughs> so it, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, there are certain aspects of app.net that remind me of, uh, of using the well. So, okay, yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then... Um, and there's all sorts of people there. Most of them are, you know, uh, a little nerdy but just yeah. by virtue of the fact that it's a really bleeding edge, moving target, microblogging and presence and notification service, you know. Yeah. But what's really cool about it is that they do um, – they have a push notification service, which is really nice. Um, they've also linked uh, – they've got a way to – I finally have blog comments on Kvetch. And the way that I did it was through app.net. Wow. Um, so I have to, so basically I'm accepting authenticated comments, which is great. Like that cuts down on all of my junk and only gets me stuff that I care about. And then, uh, they have this crazy, um, these, uh, app.net channels, which is actually kind of cool. And you can subscribe to, uh, if if you visit hell yeah on app.net, you can subscribe to the hell yeah broadcast channel. And so when it's a new episode of the podcast, it sends you a push notification. Right. Yeah. And that's really slick. 
excuse me, sorry, I should have hit my, my cough button. But um, the other thing that I did was uh, uh, my, my city has a website that has a little news feed, and it's not like, um, you know, national news. It's like uh, just local interest stuff and, um, and local events. So, like, if there's, like, uh, some arts or uh, library function or something that they're uh-huh. promoting or whatever, they'll put a message there, and I hooked up their RSS feed to this so people in my town can subscribe to push notifications wow, from the local city. That's awesome. Huh. It's it's really cool. Um and I like that a lot. Yeah. And uh what I really like about it though is uh that it's actually been useful. I the stuff yeah. that I get it's it's fairly low low volume, which is nice. And you can adjust a lot of knobs on frequency and things like that. So I, I think it's I mean, to be honest, like I I like it more and more over the last year and a half or whatever. Um, I mean, Twitter is definitely where there's a lot more going on and more interaction with more variety of people. But, um, but like, I remember, I remember when Twitter was mostly made up of clueful people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, I remember when Google plus was mostly made up of clueful people mm-hmm. and like, I'm kind of looking for the place where the clueful people are at this point. <laughs> oh, well, I have done. That's where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that this is actually sounding more appealing to me than, than app.net has in previous, uh, in, in our previous discussions about it. They all, I mean, they're the codes on GitHub. Yeah. Like for the service. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, that's pretty great. You have uh, pretty easy access to uh, uh, look at just about anything. Oh, and um, they also have a uh, a private messaging facility. So they have like some like the basic microblogging stuff is on an app called Alpha. So if you go to like alpha.app.net, that's like the the main website that people use for for uh, posting things. Okay. And then uh, there's also like a private messaging thing, and then there's various apps that interact with that. Like I use one on the iPhone called uh, Mention, and it basically is like a like any other messages or IM client, but it's uh, a little bit slicker in some ways because of the way that it handles attached media and things like that. So uh-huh. um, it's not, uh, there are some people like, uh, there's also like discussion groups. So you can join like uh, broad channels of like uh, ongoing yeah. live conversations or just topical sure. stuff. Like there, there's, <laughs> there are so many things going on with it. Um, that are really cool and yet it manages to be very accessible and approachable and you don't yeah. really get lost. Yeah. Um, and it follows standard conventions like hashtags and things like that. So do, it's, do people like, uh, do, do people spell things correctly and use grammar? That's good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, arguably. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I notice also there's a lot of people from other countries that like it, um, and seem to use it quite a bit. There's, uh, a, a, a standard service side mute feature, um, so you don't have to rely on like client hacks and other stupidity to to mute you, you conversations mean, or people or, or, or individuals. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yep. so you don't have to block. You can you can just mute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can also like you know follow a conversation or not. And cool. It's it's uh, I like it a lot. That's awesome. All right, I may have checked that out. Also, because there's fewer users, so there's a more likelihood of of getting. A username that you're actually happy with, instead of one with a bunch of numbers in the middle or something. Oh, you don't say numbers and username. We'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. I don't want to get to that now. That's in the PSA okay. section. Yeah. Okay. But a little well, tease. That, we're going to talk well, about numbers and usernames a little later on. It was, it was a teaser. And then, uh, oh, wait, so tell me about uh, Reaper Souls, though. Oh, um, you know, I I wasn't playing Diablo uh, for quite a while. Like I would periodically I'd hop in just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they have overhauled quite a bit. So the auction house is totally gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, Heard about that. 
Yeah, and then uh, the real money uh, trade stuff is uh, pulled. Um, they changed how some of like the uh, uh, the items work in the game, like how they drop and where they drop, and sets versus non-set legendary, huh. uh, the epics and things like that, or the rares, I guess they call them. And then um, there's uh, uh, I've noticed that the the loot that drops from things is more tailored for. Uh, the person that that gets it. So, like, um, before, I would routinely get things that were, like, itemized for someone other than me, right? Yeah. Um, and nowadays, most of the time, I would say, like, the vast majority of the time, everything that drops is something that theoretically is useful, which is kind of cool. Oh. Um, I, the, the leveling from uh, the previous level cap was 60 to 70, and it only takes, like, a few hours if you just go right through. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played. There's a new class called the Crusader, which is uh, actually pretty cool looking, um, and I haven't tried that yet. But um, I mean, I rolled one and like ran around. The, yeah, you know, I, I ran around uh, uh, Elwyn Forest for a little while, and then <laughs> and then uh, I went back to my witch doctor. Um, but I haven't uh, I haven't played anything else really. But I played in a few uh, group games, and it was a lot of fun. The pacing is good as always. Um, there's a very easy way to ratchet difficulty up and down. Uh-huh. Um, and I like that a lot because if I want something really challenging, I can do it really challenging and I can do it with a group or I can do it by myself. Um, <laughs> and it's really easy to, to you know, come back and forth. And yeah, I, I think it's great. Um, when, uh, when my daughter was first born, it was like I, I dropped my WoW sub mm-hmm. because that required a lot of attention all the time. Um, whenever I'd be playing it. And what was nice about Diablo is that if I was even in a group game, it was never really a big deal. Like, it was kind of like I could fade in and out um, yeah. and join in and then take a break and then come back into some other random game. Um, so they've added a, a couple of new game modes um, in the expansion. Like there's an adventure mode where you do these runs like bounties, which are kind of like doing dailies and WoW, but they're more entertaining. <laughs> okay. uh, because, they're, well, they're more action-oriented, I guess I should say. They're not necessarily more entertaining. I mean... But yeah, there's it's uh, there's a lot of things to keep people engaged. Um, there's a less annoying gear grind, and they're still managing to um, make some of it uh, uh, like the customization aspect of it is still pretty nice because they introduced like a transmog thing in game, and then you can also re-roll some stats and enchant things in game, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's pretty slick. I think it's uh I, I think it's going to do really well for them and. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Cool. That's and awesome. they didn't. Yeah, they, they you know they haven't. They didn't really. Uh, they didn't ruin anything with the X pack. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, discussion of Diablo three has has like trailed off pretty quickly. Um. Well, like for the, for a game that could have easily had really long legs, it seemed like it didn't have as long legs as as well, it could. Here's, here's the thing, though, is that like there's a lot of people that don't know that like you know, WoW is still a thing. And that's been that's going true. since, like, 2006. Yeah. Like, yep. that, that game has been up for eight, nine years now. Yeah. And then there's uh, um, Diablo 2. People were still playing Diablo 2. Yeah. And, I mean, that game is, like, hella old in gaming industry terms, right? And yeah. then, um, so I, th- I don't know. Um, the other thing to consider is that Diablo has no subscription. Mm-hmm. That's so there's uh, it's a little bit easier to come in and be- out. So I don't know, like to be honest, like if I, I, I will probably check out the next uh, Warcraft expansion, but, um, you know, I'll I'll be 
figuring out the right month to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because I have to make, you know what I mean? So there's this whole thing where with Diablo, it's very easy to play for a while, take a break, play for a while. I could take, you know, months off or whatever. But when when I was saying earlier, my when my daughter was first born and she slept basically all the time, I would wear her in a in a carrier and just she'd be nuzzled up in my chest and I would I could still mouse around and I could do my I could be working on stuff from home and doing email or just mindlessly browsing or working on stuff and playing Diablo while she just nuzzled and snored in front of me. So Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm having fun with it. All right, awesome. Uh, well, um, you know, what I'm having some fun with. <laughs> There's so many ways. To answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, baseball. Uh. Yeah, baseball season. It started. Hey, that's great. <laughs> um. That's the game with the. Uh, is that the one with the baskets or that's, the? Uh, that's the one with the bases and. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah base, and the catchers, the pitchers. Um, it's so, like base jumping where they they jump off the buildings. Ba- yes. Okay. Baseball started on Sunday. Uh, the Padres were actually in the first game of the season on uh, Sunday night, the uh, opening night game. Padres is that racist? The, the Padres are San Diego's baseball team. Um, okay. So I've been watching it on MLB TV, um, which. Uh, I uh, have have generally enjoyed uh, enjoyed it a whole lot last year, especially because uh, last year was the first year where I had uh, uh, 4G or or LTE on my phone. Oh yeah, yeah, and so it was amazing last year to be able to I, you know I get a little push notification on my phone when when a Padres game starts, um, and I open up the MLB TV app and I'm immediately watching the game um, wherever I am, pretty much as long as I'm getting 4G or, or better. Um, uh, you know, typically it's it it's it, even streaming in HD it works perfectly fine. So um, that's right. that's quite cool um, to to be able to tune in from anywhere. So I'm doing that again this year. Um, been enjoying it so far. Uh, they've got apps out for the Xbox One and, and PS4. Um, I've only tried the Xbox One app so far, but um, yeah, I think I like it's a I think it's a solid service. Um, you know, really? like it, it could have been terrible, it, and it was in some ways for a while. Like they were showing ads on it that were terrible, and uh, they required a plug-in for their for, in order to play HD on if you were streaming it on on a Ugh. PC. Yeah, um, just all sorts of bad stuff. And um, uh, they've they've worked through a lot of those issues. It now tends to work pretty well. Um, they still have blackout restrictions, so like if you're in the city where your team is playing. Um, there's like you can't watch the games live all the time that is bs yeah i know i know i mean that's that's the way baseball uh, this is why sports are stupid yeah yeah i mean because you know they want you to watch it on the network essentially but but for yeah. me it's great because i i'm following the padres and i don't live in san diego so uh it's actually i i can tune into to unless they're playing the giants i can tune into pretty much every game so um yeah it's good anyway um moving on uh so yeah so i got a couple friends that are like way into baseball too uh uh it it's just something most uh professional sports are things that um i can enjoy i can enjoy watching in person Mm -hmm. but i have very little tolerance for otherwise or no interest in following yeah so it's kind of like you know yeah, I mean, I, I like it mostly as a thing to have on in the background, and then uh, sort of, you know, as far as the mobile app goes, um, just like being somewhere random 
Um, like I, you know, I remember, I, I distinctly remember a moment where I was waiting to get on a plane in LA, uh, and I got a notification a Padres game started, and then I, like, I'm watching the game in line to get on the plane, and then I'm in the plane, I'm, you know, waiting uh, for for um, for them to close the door in the plane, watching a Padres game. That was that was super awesome. So, well, was there like a any sort of strange, bizarro world fantasy where you thought you were playing like a a video game and you had to defend yourself like Home Alone style or? <laughs> Anything like that on the plane? Uh, well, <laughs> like your trip to Australia? Oh, the, your, yeah, the Castle Doctrine dream. My, yeah, my my hallucin- <laughs> No, I don't think I don't think any hallucinations happen on that plane flight. Uh, plane flights of of like an hour and change tend to not be as uh, uh, hallucinatory. <laughs> I figure something like that though. Like if you are you know the only person on the plane that happens to know like what the score of something is, you can be like the most popular person on that aircraft right yeah i'd i'd imagine if like if it was an aircraft coming to or from san diego probably um i oh, okay. yeah i don't think anyone in la cared <laughs> okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well they're so self-absorbed um, anyways <laughs> i know um yeah uh all right so um uh so I, I bought a i bought a nest thermostat you know I have uh I've seen those mm-hmm. and uh I'm a renter though so I don't really care. Well, I'm a renter the... too. And what? I mean you you know you can take it with you. Like it's not like Oh, I know, but you have like probably a more modern uh heating and cooling system. Well, than so I that's do. the thing. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right so so it turns out I'm an idiot. Um no. so so uh Alan, uh, you went to yeah. you got a trampoline in your room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, so on the Nest website, they have this wonderful tool for uh, basically checking whether Nest is going to be compatible with your dwelling. Um, and so, uh, before I bought the Nest, I used that tool, um, and it asks you to basically like you, you just input the colors of the wires that are plugged into your current thermostat, uh, oh. and it tells you whether it's compatible or not. All right, you know what? What what's happening right now as you're talking about this is a friend of the show, John Duxta, is like laughing hysterically at what idiots we are that we don't know anything about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy that's like he's remodeled like every house he's ever lived in. Yeah, and, so like uh, thermostat wires are probably oh, yeah, not yeah. particularly he, complex. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he knows exactly what color your thermostat wire is, and he doesn't have to look. <laughs> so, well, here's the thing. I thought I knew what color my thermostat wire was, <laughs> um, and uh, very much the two wires that I have looked like red and yellow, right? Okay. Yeah. So I input red and yellow, and it's like, yep, you're good to go. <laughs> but it turns out you're colorblind. Well, turns out it's the 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 yellow one, the one I thought was yellow, is just a really old wire. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> it was just a really old wire. Yes. So right. it's it's actually white. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. It's just been there since the sixties. And so Is so, it like urine stained or it, something? I like, have no it? idea. But in in the t- <laughs> in that time it's turned from white to yellow. Um because yellow oh. looking it up. Uh, yeah. Um and I don't have air conditioning. So um the 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 typical configuration the configuration that that my actual configuration most matches which is i have a, a wall furnace um the configuration that matches is uh, red and white wires um so so i went through the whole like i got the nest it, by the way the nest packaging is well, the, the whole nest experience well, the whole, is amazing it started like, by a dude from apple right 
I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now owned by Google. <laughs> yeah, they know, um, but but the Apple people in general know a thing or two about packaging. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No. It's like, so they have their own screwdriver that comes in the box. Uh, it's not like a special screwdriver. No, no, no. It's a normal screwdriver. It's just it like it's it's branded as Nest. <laughs> Um, and oh. it's just like I mean, it comes with two screws. Like it, the idea is just like everything you possibly need to set this thing up is in the box. You know, um, that's pretty clever. Yeah, they have like they have two back plates. Uh, you don't even need either of them; both optional. But one of them is for covering up uh, like other screw holes on your wall, and the other one is for attaching to a um, uh, like a, a junction box if you, if you're putting it on top of an existing uh, uh, like box of some sort. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so anyway, really well thought out, um, uh, just, um, you know, very straightforward uh, process. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I set this all up, got it, you know, attached to the wall, plugged the, the front of it in, and it didn't light up. <laughs> it's just like, okay. all right. So I went back to the compatibility tool, and I'm looking and looking, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably red and white. I input red and white, and it's like, do you have a furnace that looks like this? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, yep, that's what mine looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's like basically a wall furnace. Um, oh. And it's like, you have a millivolt system, and this is not compatible with Nest. So basically, I, I believe that... Is there the, a snarky note? Like, why didn't you look at the color <laughs> of the wire? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, you're supposed to be using this tool before you, you, you get it. And I did. I just input the yeah. wrong information. So, uh, yeah, I believe sort of that I, I think Nest is powered. It's, it doesn't have a battery as far as I can tell. So I believe it's powered by oh, the yeah, actual yeah. wires. And these wires just don't supply enough power. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, so I'm sure Nest is fantastic. My experience with it up until the point where it didn't work was fantastic. And the fact that it didn't work was my fault. So... <laughs> So, so essentially, my, your experience of opening the box yeah, and yeah, unscrewing yeah. the wall plate was yep, unrivaled yep. by any it was, other. <laughs> I mean, it, it just like every piece of that was surprisingly well thought out for <laughs> for what that experience was. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, so so there you go. There is there is uh, my review of Nest. <laughs> wow, this is like buying a new car and then finding out that you uh, you drive it home and then you need to fill it up <laughs> and you find out that your state doesn't have diesel anywhere right. and the only <laughs> gas you can have is diesel. Yep, pretty much. I love the car. It's amazing. It's a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, my other uh, mixed experience recently is <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, making homemade potato chips without having any Ooh. clue what I was doing. Um, yeah. On so, purpose, or was this an accident? No, on purpose. I mean, I just thought like potato chips can't possibly be that hard. Um, yeah. You know, it's- yeah, so I actually, I've actually had people that have made those like uh, homemade chips, and they they were delicious. So I yeah. can, yeah, they. I mean, so these were surprisingly delicious for what a hacky method I used. Um, my method was, <laughs> you did use um, potatoes, right? I did. I sliced the potatoes thinly. Um, I then uh, created a bowl of oil. Then noticed that my oil was expired by a year. Threw the oil out. <laughs> <laughs> created, created a bowl of of melted butter instead. Uh, yeah, it works. Um, dipped the the got a spoon, di- yeah, and then just ate the butter and was done with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. Um, discarded the potato slices. Done. Um, yeah. So no. So so <laughs> I sharpened my knife on a potato. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I dipped the potato slices in the butter. Um, put them on a tray. Put the tray in the oven at a high temperature uh, for for ten minutes or so. Um, the potato chips crisped up, uh, most of them, 
Um, some of them burned. <laughs> sure. Um, and they were done, and they were crispy, and they were good. Um, not amazing, but they were pretty good. <laughs> um, so the motivation for this is actually I just needed a vessel to consume Frank's Red Hot sauce. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I I recently discovered Frank's Red Hot. I had actually not I I'd, I'd heard it referenced before. I'd never actually experienced it firsthand. I am a big fan of Frank's Red Hot now. So it's pretty good. There's also um there's another brand that I like that has it. Uh, they make like a uh, gosh, what is it? Like a lime a lime chili sauce that's really good. Um, but the the Frank's Red Hot is awesome on eggs. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. There was a place in Providence that I used to love going to and that uh when I'd order like the huevos rancheros and have that Frank's Red Hot Oh, it's uh-huh. so good. Mhm. Oh, yeah. now I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you can make them. No, I can't. I can't I don't know why, but I've had huevos rancheros prepared by dozens of other people i've tried making it myself it's never been as good as the people mm. and you can, actually it turns out i shouldn't feel that bad because i can't even get that anymore if i live there because the the restaurant that uh that did it was uh they got bought by somebody else and then they wound up closing because the dude sucked and mm. it's a sad story but yeah so frank's red hot and you put this on the potato chips i put it on the potato chips yeah that's a good idea i haven't done that yeah it was pretty good <laughs> wow. um yeah for sure so anyway um. Yeah. So there's my recipe for just a lot of great. Just slice the potatoes. A lot, a lot of great info on this show. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the nest review. We've got my homemade potato chips recipe. Are there any other disasters? I, I see on the show notes that the the next item could also end in a catastrophe. Yeah. So the next item is butt shakers. <laughs> like Shakira. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so, so these, so butt shakers, also known as couch shakers, also known as tactile transducers, um, uh, are things that you put on or in your couch, um, which, uh, vibrated at frequencies, uh, uh, or basically vibrated in, um, as a subwoofer would do, but the, but the frequencies they're vibrating with are, are not, you know, audible frequencies, they're, they're, you know, tactile frequency, like you can feel the vibration, right? Well, technically, it's my understanding that a subwoofer does not actually produce audible tone either. Actually, that's the, yeah, that is true, right? Um, but I guess this just happens to be one inside your furniture. A, yes, to yes. give you like that uh, that THX uh, surround experience, or what's the deal? I get well. So, um, I so there's a couple uses for these. So, one, if you can't, if you're in a situation where you cannot have a loud subwoofer. Um, you can use these to provide some additional oomph without needing the loud subwoofer because um, the oomph is directly directed into your butt instead of into the air. Um, <laughs> uh, the other the other piece the other side of this is basically if you already you know yeah if you have a good sound system uh, but you just you know you want a little something more. Um, well, sure. You want some sort of you know some physical feedback. Um, when there's an explosion on screen, you want to feel that explosion. And you can mount these in the furniture. You don't actually have to put them into your butt. No, no. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a layer between your butt and the and the device. Okay. Um, so, so for me, I, so I, I routed some some speaker wire through the back of my couch, uh, underneath the cushions, and so I have two of these underneath uh, the cushions of the couch. All right. Yeah. Does a hell of a job. So tell um, me what the experience is. Like you're just uh, hanging out and uh, having your your butt shake. It's so. Um, it is somewhat subtle. It's not like it's not 
it's not like the you know there's an earthquake or anything um but it's you know when there's a when there's a significant impact um you know on screen uh it's it is uh an interesting it is it is an interesting augmentation to that experience you didn't get this to like impress girls did you uh, you know, I that was exactly my plan. I thought there's nothing more impressive than a butt shaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like the there's like some weird YouTube craze now where uh, people um, with uh, very loud subwoofers in their car uh, impress women with them in a way that you wouldn't expect. But <laughs> but I I was, I was just curious. Yeah. But, but you're a gentleman. I mean, this is that's never something you would you would do. Um, no, that's, because uh, my, um, my wife would hate this product. I can tell you that right now. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way that Liz would ever let me have anything, A, called a butt shaker installed in any piece of furniture <laughs> in the house, and B, uh, tolerate it for one New York minute. Like, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's, I think if you were to install them, um, and not tell her. Uh, <laughs> she'll know. I, she's like the princess in the pea. I can't yeah. do anything. Like, oh yeah, she'll. No, I mean, I like there. There's su- it's a subtle enough experience. She can, she can detect a five dB gain <laughs> on the subwoofer from you know outside. Okay, all right. Like, she she yeah. is hypersensitive to that. Yeah. Like un unnaturally sensitive. <laughs> I don't. I seriously. I I don't even know how it's even possible. But yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a non-starter for me. But I'm I'm very happy for you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's working out well. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what works out the best. Yeah. Is uh is when there's a significant impact in Dark Souls Two. Okay. I knew you were gonna go into this game, and I knew that you would be excited about it. And yeah. I'm very happy to hear about this because I, of course, um, have been uh, somewhat terrified of of the of the franchise in general, but mm-hmm. also, um, I'm just a little wary of it. I've had I've read some reviews and people like I don't know who I like more. I don't know if I if I want someone to say it's not as it's not as challenging as the original because I don't think <laughs> I'd like the original because I'd probably want to die. And then uh-huh. there's also like the really squirrely people that get into like all sorts of stuff that I don't understand because I've never played the game. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I I um uh I saw your uh, your post on G plus where you said you weren't sure you're going to like it because of uh, you know you're not sure you like this t- sort of game in general. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, it seems like you just don't have a good frame of reference for for uh, for Dark Souls. Well, I don't like Skyrim, um, but I like I like uh, Dragon Age. I yeah. like those types of games. I, I love Mass Effect. I don't like um, you know. It's really weird. Like I think what it is is like anything that is a little. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. So I shouldn't even try. But tell me what so, you think. Yeah, I mean, so so sort of the the core um, the core of Dark Souls is uh, uh, being um, soul crushing. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, um, so it's sort of making things seem impossible, um, and just making the game seem unbelievably difficult. And you'll run up against this these these barriers in the game. We're just like that's that is unfair. That's impossible. I can never do this. You know, um, and then you know, but then you sort of you you calm down, and you know, you take a closer look at it, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, it, it sort of you realize, oh, this is I could actually do this. This is actually all right. Um, and then you almost do it, and then you die, and then you're like, okay, I can't actually. And then, you know, I can do this. So it it kind of like it really it it um uh repeatedly will try and and convince you that it is uh, a a an incredibly difficult, if not impossible, game. 
Um, and then the fun of it is is sort of overcoming that uh, and finding the ways in which it's actually somewhat playable and 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 beatable um, if if you can sort of you know figure it out. Um, hmm. So uh, I mean, you know, practically it's it's you know it's it's a it's an action RPG sort of um, uh, it, you know it, so you're you're you know doing real time combat um, uh, maneuvers. Um, you're uh, fighting a variety of enemies. Um, uh, you know, you're you're using magic or or uh, melee attacks or you know a variety of stuff. Um, but I, I like you know, I like that you have to actually like you know use a shield. If you have a shield, it's not enough that you have one. Yeah, so you you either need to use a shield or you need to be really good at dodging. Um, like it's yeah, and, and when you have a shield, you need to actually raise it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's all like actually in that sense, it's it's very. Um, it's very kind of grounded in physical uh, reality um, or, you know, sort of physical notions. So like, for example, um, uh, there are these exploding barrels um, where if you hit them with your sword, nothing will happen. Uh, like they, they will just explode and, and, you know, the explosive powder will, will leak out um, and or will dissipate. Um, but if you hit them and also hit a wall, then your sword will strike the wall, create sparks. Those sparks will ignite the explosive powder and a large explosion will happen. Um, huh. yeah, so they're kind of, there are all these kind of really, um, you know, they, like that goes along with, you know, like you have to actually raise your shield, your shield actually has to be between you and the enemy. Um, you know, like that, there, there are, there, it, it has a lot of, it, it is, it is very grounded in a lot of ways in sort of, you know, concrete physical interactions. Well, it's more of um, like, uh, they try to adhere to some sort of like realism that, other games are more forgiving of right exactly yes yeah uh, there's, there's okay. no yeah there, there's no sort of we put this abstraction on this thing to make it easier you know such that like you know you you, you execute the sword swing move and it just hits because of course it hits you know um uh and you know it does x damage like there yeah it's 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 more subtle with with those sorts of mechanics um you know but th- then like there are opportunities there too so you know you, you like enemies are affected by the world in the same way you are and you know that like there's um hmm. uh it you know it's it it um having those those physical groundings like can can sometimes make things easier as well you know it's not just to to make things harder so so what's different about this game from something like skyrim like what's the point um uh yeah i mean it's it's um uh like what motivates you in the game other is, than it is um uh there is there is more of a um uh so so I guess in Skyrim there's sort of the main story but for the most part that's not the appeal of playing the game the appeal is sort of all the side stories and and you know incredible detail in the world mm-hmm. um in Dark Souls uh there is a pretty prevailing main story but that main story serves mostly just as a forcing function to have you go out and and you know uh uh kill bosses and 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 clear areas and and acquire souls um and what's so, this thing where people can like interrupt you while you're playing oh yeah so there's actually the multiplayer is is pretty fascinating um so uh if you are in human form uh which which you you generally oh, want to be because th- there are a lot of um, what in the hell is human form uh well so if you <laughs> if you die if you die if you're human and you die once uh, you become undead, and there's no way to become human again except for using a, an item that actually ends up being pretty rare. Okay. Um, so there's sort of a big penalty to dying while you're human, right? So um, why? Uh, okay. Because, but then there are all sorts of advantages to be human. Like there, there's okay. stuff you can do while you're human you can't do when when you're not. Okay. Um, 
like like interact with other players. Um, oh. So so that goes both ways. You can summon other players to come and help you, um, or other players can just randomly invade you uh, and and kill you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow! So th- in a community that is known for nothing more, uh, if, if for no other reason than people <laughs> love to grief each other. Yeah, and uh, uh, and do terrible things to one another. Yeah, this, this sounds like a great no thing to add to the game. Yep. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah. So so it's very that that's a a very interesting mechanic, um, and and it's actually and the the I've done a little bit of uh, of PvP. Um, I I didn't do any in, in the original Dark Souls. I've been doing a little a little in Dark Souls too. It's really really interesting. Like the. Um, uh, you know, people are cautious. Like it's not, you know, it's not just two people get into a a, a world together and start, you know, swinging their their swords at each other. Um, like it's, you know, because a there is real penalty to death. Um, uh, and and b the combat is such that you actually do have to be quite careful and you know only attack if you really have an opening. You know where the enemy is in is in some compromised state. Um, mm. Uh, it, it tends to be actually very strategic and cautious um, in in you know PvP. So um, right. yeah, uh, so lots of interesting stuff. I mean, I would say uh, you'll you'll get a lot of the same. Like there aren't major changes between one and two, so you could probably pick up Dark Souls one f- quite cheaply at this point. Um, so I think, if, I think I have the first one that I got on like PSN for free or something. Oh you, yeah, that that might be the case as well. Yeah, so I you know if if you're intrigued, I'd say try that out first because you can do so pretty cheaply or for free. Um, and uh, you know, and that'll give you a pretty good sense. I mean, the two games aren't all that radically different. So okay, yep. But I've been really really enjoying it. Um, it's it's uh, it, it it's especially right now. It is extremely cool to be in this period where people have not figured it out. Um, like there are, mm. I mean, people have beat the game, but there are still, you know, there, there are still, there's still a lot of nuance to the environmental stuff and, and, and secrets. Yeah. That the people have not, like there is a stat, there's a stat called, um, uh, uh, adaptability, um, which people don't know what it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so like so it says, crafting is not really, uh, uh, it, well, possible I mean, this time or eventually like it'll all get figured out but right now you know it's it's we're still in this stage where i mean you know there's a description that just says like it makes things faster like the description kind of is like <laughs> it makes actions faster but like there's you know people have been, have been tearing their hair out over figuring trying to figure out exactly what this actually makes faster <laughs> i think it's entirely possible that it, i think it'd be great rather i shouldn't say it's possible because i'm sure they wouldn't actually do this but yeah if it actually didn't do anything yeah, that's that is totally. And so that actually happened in Dark Souls One. There's an item oh. you can take at the beginning. Um, so you get a, you get to choose a gift in the beginning. And in Dark Souls One, one of the gifts did absolutely nothing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there's precedent for that for sure. Oh, okay. uh, it's I mean it's it's a game that kind of plays with your expectations in evil ways for sure. Um, Man. It will it will bait you into doing something you would normally do in a video game and then punish you for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> So it'll be like there'll be an item. So you, you know, can't like just walk into strangers' houses and like rummage <laughs> through their stuff. Like exactly, yeah. yeah okay. Like there, there are treasure chests that will kill you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it like it. It you know it really plays on your expectations. It's yeah. it's quite fun. That's one thing that always uh, that always makes Liz like really apprehensive is like when she would play um, Wind Waker. She was like, I can't. I, I don't understand. Like we're just going into someone's house and like <laughs> digging through their drawers and like you know taking their yeah. their, their soup. You know, like yeah, we're, yeah. We're, st- we're stealing their grandmother's soup and, <laughs> and taking their clothes. Like what the hell is going on? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Um. 
cool. Uh, and then I've been playing a whole lot of Hearthstone um, over the over the past uh, a couple months, actually. Okay. Um, and uh, I that is a really well made game. It's great. I can't wait for the iPad version. I yes, yeah, similarly um, was uh, yeah um, uh, was uh, at a at the car wash the other day. I was thinking, you know what would be awesome is if I was playing Hearthstone <laughs> on my iPad right now. <laughs> That's uh all right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that I would like seeing at the car wash, and that's not necessarily <laughs> one of them. But, um, but anyway, like, uh, how many how many people do you play? Like, do you have like regular people you play with, or do you just like do the randoms? Or oh or? yeah, so so there's yeah there's a few people that I I uh, regularly do you know sort of like friend matches with. Um, uh, then I you know the the, um, the, the sort of ranked ladder. Uh, you know I, I've played a decent amount of that. Um, I really think I think the arena is is the most compelling experience, though. Um, Shronk, you, is Shronk playing? Is, I, <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I think I'm. I don't think I'm uh, uh, Battle.net Universal friends with with Shronk, so I don't know if he's playing or not. He um, uh, he he, had a, he he recently decided to join uh, Facebook, <laughs> and it's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's added a uh, a whole new exciting dimension to uh, to using that service. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I, I haven't played a lot of Hearthstone lately, but um, I'm sure I'll come back. And especially like I was saying, I think I think uh, it's a game that will be really well done on uh, on tablets. So I'm I'm pretty stoked yeah. for that. Yeah, for sure. That'll motivate me. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. Uh, let's move on to PSAs. We're running out of time, man. We've, we've how much time do we have? We have about uh, about twelve minutes left. Oh, that's like that. plenty of time. We can we can save the world in twelve minutes. All right, let's run through these PSAs. Yeah. Um, number tell me, one. Tell me about the numbers. <laughs> um, just uh, don't put numbers in your usernames. <laughs> Can you elaborate uh, on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So uh, there are a lot of words out there. Um, oh. And okay. yeah, uh, and a lot of characters, a lot of you know um, uh, letters, right? Yeah. Um, there, in fact, there are a sufficient number of words and letters such that it's it is quite possible to compose a username only of words and letters that does not require numbers at all. Um, I don't know if I believe that. It's. It, it, I would say on any service out there, it is. It is. Alan, I didn't go to an Ivy to... League institution or <laughs> own a trampoline, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure that uh, you have to have a number in your username. Um. So, <laughs> why do like? Um. This is this is particularly a problem on Xbox Live. Um. Oh, yeah. But but I but it's also a problem on pretty much every other service where you create a username. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially it, gaming environments there's always yes. like you know you know butt munch 13 and you got to think to yourself right. like why are there 12 other people named butt munch yeah exactly and yeah. yes uh, so <laughs> right um uh and you know especially people with four numbers after their name like why why are there four, why why do you need four numbers well it's the last um, four of their social island they got to remember <laughs> yes and i guess like maybe i should be happy because these people are not taking the good usernames that involve words because they're yeah. adding numbers to stupid usernames yeah um so so maybe that's actually a good thing overall but well, I, for creative people sure yeah um but just i it's also like an iq filter so you know immediately after receiving a message or an invitation from somebody whether or not you you can determine the probability that they're going to be a pain in the ass that's actually probably true and it's actually an easy way to tell a lot of people's birthdays or birth years <laughs> oh yeah yeah because yeah. when it's like you know <laughs> or graduation year yeah right yeah significant years mm-hmm. um Anyway, PSA, just don't put numbers in your username. That's our, you know, tip okay. for better living this week. 
I like it. Uh, I had a, there's a, for people that use services um, for online backup, uh, in particular software like Arc, um, if mm-hmm. you opt to use uh, Amazon S3 and Glacier, it can be difficult to determine like what uh, your monthly bill will be depending on how much data you're backing up and, mm-hmm. and how often you're going to put it there and how often you're going to get it out. Someone has a really good uh, unofficial Amazon Glacier calculator and the link is in the show notes and um, it'll help you get a better idea of what those are going to be. Um, I'm. I think my next billing cycle will finally be uh, the one where I'm totally rolled over onto the the new glacier method. Uh, so I'm excited to see that because I've had a couple of uh, somewhat largeish bills while I've been migrating stuff. Yeah. But um, overall, I think. Uh, I mean, I love Arc, but uh, the only the only issue has been like what I want to put in Glacier versus S3 and what the costs are going to be, and that this type of thing will help out quite a bit with that. Um, the other oh, thing, yeah, was, this looks really clean and nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. It's a very simple little JavaScript thing. Um, the other thing I liked uh, was uh, it, there's a feature for OS 10 and iOS called AirDrop that lets you really easily do like a peer-to-peer share with people in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. So it's not like um, over the internet, but what you can do is if you know your office mate, you've got a file, or you want to send something to your spouse, um, you can just uh, discover them. Uh, an airdrop and send it over directly to them. And it's actually pretty cool how it works, and we can talk about that in our time. But uh, it hasn't been something that uh, a lot of people other than Mac users and iPhone users could enjoy because it doesn't work anywhere else. But there's something really similar to it called ShareDrop, and it works with a web browser. So if you use Chrome or Firefox, you can uh, install this browser uh, extension, Doodad, and uh, it will let you do a very similar service and peer discovery thing and send files back and forth, which is really kind of a, of a slick service. Um, the website for it is sharedrop.io, and there's also a link to that in the show notes. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Do you want to um, talk about any of the, uh, the new stuff, or do you want to wait? Uh, no, I think yeah, we, we've got time left. So well, tell, tell me about. Um, I want to hear about the Oculus thing because I. All oh yeah. I know is that a bunch of game developers were like complaining on on the Twitter machine about it, and they were like, "Oh, I was going to put you know Minecraft on something, and now <laughs> Facebook owns it, and now I can't, and whatever." So Facebook bought this company called Oculus, and they do some sort of virtual reality glasses thing. Yeah. So so actually, I pre-ordered the 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 Oculus uh, a couple days before this happened. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, I was so I was not super happy either. Um, so the um, the Oculus VR is a head-mounted display um, that uh, you know will uh, create a virtual. I mean, will let you you know explore or or move your head around in a virtual environment, um, and and you know has one display per eye. You know, both of good resolution. So it basically, gives you the illusion of being able to look around naturally in a virtual environment. Um, okay. So and, and they're just coming out the 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 one that I pre-ordered the the sort of second uh, model um uh, they they've both been sort of de- the development kits they haven't don't really have a public release yet but this is the second version of the development kit which has higher resolution and has uh, head tracking as well so um uh you can actually sort of lean forward lean back and and it can track that stuff hmm. um so uh the 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 really key thing about this project though is they have fantastic technical underpinnings like they they really um have have not been focusing on the glitz and glamour pieces of this so much they've been focusing on super super low latency um oh okay which like which they've is, been really performance oriented yes yeah which is so so crucial for for virtual reality right um like if you've got something strapped to your head <laughs> uh and and it's trying to give you the illusion of being in a virtual environment you yeah. really need no lag when you when you move your head it, it needs to work 
exactly as yeah. real as as like moving your head around would yes. be. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so that was kind of that was the really fantastic promise of this company was that you know this is this group of so actually the the um, person who uh, I still I believe still is currently the CTO uh, is John Carmack. Um, oh yeah, from who, Quake. From from ID, yeah, for, uh, makers of Quake, yeah. Uh, I mean, he is basically he is the guy who wrote, um, you know, the original rendering engine and netcode and you know, like everything behind, uh, uh, you know, Doom and and, and Quake. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he he is the guy who figured out how to do parallax scrolling on a PC. So Commander Keen, which was the first game <laughs> to do right. parallax scrolling on a PC, that was because he figured out how to do that. Um, so he is he is a brilliant brilliant engineer. Um, recently, oh, he's very well he's, regarded. I've ex- never heard anyone say that. Extremely well regarded. Yeah. Um, recently, he's been investigating uh, uh, private space enterprises. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, he he, he has a, a a private space company thing, um, and he actually uh, and, and he was still working at ID. He actually quit ID to to work on the Oculus VR stuff uh, more full time. So. Um, uh, so yeah, so he was clearly contributing a lot of technical insight to this. They were re- they were focusing on what mattered, right? They were focusing on super low latency, high quality display, um, you know that that sort of really worked at a fundamental level. Um, and they weren't putting a lot of shine or polish on it, right? Like they so were. So why just, why does Facebook want it? Uh, well, who knows, right? But like, it can only be bad because <laughs> it's. <laughs> um, because the the my uh, my impression is that all of those things that I you know that what I just talked about as being the key you know fundamental pieces of this, which is you know really great uh, you know core technology that works really well that doesn't do anything fancy that's like just trying to be rock solid um, doesn't feel like something Facebook is interested in to me. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, do you think that they would go for something like this because they want to have something that's similar to or competes with or can be an alternative to Google Glass, like for augmented reality stuff? I don't think this is that. I mean, like, look at what Google Glass is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to be like you're out and about and you're, you know. Well, that's kind of, that's what I was saying. It's definitely for like an augmented reality thing, but. I mean, yeah, and Google, like Google Glass doesn't, I doesn't really do augmented reality that well. You know, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't overlay across your your whole vision. Um, like if you're doing, well, it does give you like contextual information. Though. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's for me. But I just like I, 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 don't, know, I don't think you'll ever be walking around with an Oculus Rift on your head. Or if if you are, I think. Uh, like it's a bad thing, right? Like they've uh, they've perverted that project in a like a terrible way, right? <laughs> like it's you know. What that project has been moving towards thus far is a super solid technical foundation for virtual reality that works beautifully for video games. Well, but here's the thing is it could also be good for the entertainment industry in general, like for movies. It could change entertainment. And that's kind of like we're on the cusp of something that needs to happen with that to rekindle that entire industry. Like the the entire film and television thing is dead meat. I mean, it's... it's, uh, it's YouTube and, uh, uh, yeah. and Facebook, like interactions, and it's social, and it's you know being able to interact with uh, content that way. That there's no way to do it right now. That's yeah. at all what was so, promised I to mean, us the, at, the, at the, the World's the, Fair in 1940. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. The way Facebook talked about this, I mean, you know, they're saying like it's it seems like a natural step to build a social platform on top of virtual reality. Um, they well, also like, <laughs> great. So it's going to be. 
the next second life. Yes, well, exactly. Um, they also mentioned uh, uh, something about basically they weren't planning to monetize it through primarily through selling devices <laughs> ads. Yeah, they want to sell ads. So again, like this, it's just alarm bells all over the place. Like, because what I think what everyone, in, at least in the gaming community, wanted out of this product was again a super rock solid, you know, technically strong you know, virtual reality experience where you buy the device there's no junk it just works like it's you know uh, it, and yeah. and it plays games really well you know that's what everyone wanted out of this you know like the people who backed kickstarter the people who you know have have ordered the dev kits to get it you know um as soon as possible uh like the that's what the existing community of people who were interested in this product wanted out of it and so that's why you see this huge outcry because any like pretty much anything people can imagine facebook would do to this would be counter to the the trajectory the design that it's goal yeah right yeah yeah so um yeah and i'm and i'm right there with them like i i what i wanted out of this was to pay you know 350 dollars for something that was well, a very inexpensive too yeah, it's like for for something that did not exist a few years ago. Like, yeah, well, no, I, I I mean, like I've used the um, like the predecessor to this, right? Like there was a uh, Sony's made these uh, like basically goggles that are yep. uh, glasses that give you the the appearance of using a you know eighty inch yep. display or whatever, and they've always been a much lower resolution yep. than you would want, and they've always you know had uh, weird artifacts in the yep. in the yep. visual range. So something like that, even just for like watching movies and and playing games and stuff, um, even if you did not have the ability to uh, move the entire field of vision, like in the virtual reality sense or whatever, even something like that costs more than three hundred fifty dollars. Like, yeah, the really bad Sony ones that I'm thinking of were at least seven hundred dollars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, a few years yeah. ago, and like, yep, that's a big jump in technology. So, yep. So yeah. So I like what I wanted out of this was to pay that amount of money to get a really awesome you know, performant experience for, uh, you know, playing games in virtual reality. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's, so now what I'm thinking, you know, cause I was, I was thinking about, Oh, should I cancel my pre-order now? Like, you know, is this all going to go bad? Um, but well, now what I'm thinking super is super pumped. Cause you were going to be able to actually like, you know, teabag people in Warsaw Gulch. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, that was exactly what I had in mind. Um, yeah. so, so now what I'm thinking is actually, <laughs> This might be the last opportunity to get one of these before it gets turned into something. Oh yeah, yeah. That you know, with with well, especially like, if it's a developer kit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is the pure one, right? Without the ads, like without the you yeah. know, without the Facebook integration, without the you know, like all the stuff that might make this thing terrible. Well, like on this, the other hand, you're also not going to have the like button. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Or the poke button. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, so so this might be like the last Oculus VR model that is, you know, clean, right? <laughs> that is like just the technology, just what you want, you know. Do they accept um, Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so I, you know, there's a couple competing technology, you know, a couple competing companies. Sony's got one of these now. Uh, there's another one. I forget the name of it. Um, uh, Project Morpheus, I think. But I just I do not have the confidence that anyone else has thought about the the low level stuff to the degree that Oculus has and has gotten that stuff right. You know, if there's um, one industry that could actually do it better, it would be the adult entertainment industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but latency is not a problem there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. 
<laughs> yeah. So, oh. um, anyway, and, uh, in fact, it only helps. <laughs> yeah. Right. right exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, so so yeah, so I I, I will you know I'm I'm gonna keep my pre order of uh, oh, I, I think you. you know I'm I'm looking forward to trying it out in a few months uh, once they actually start shipping them um and uh yeah and I, and I I totally understand the outcry around this um yeah uh, I did, I didn't even understand like the product you know what I mean like I I got yeah. that it was like a, a headset and I did like a VR thing but I didn't mm-hmm. realize like the full scope of it so yeah. I I'm yeah. glad that uh well I'm, at least now I feel like I have a handle on what it does and why right. it's you know somewhat people are somewhat skeptical <laughs> yep yep um cool all right so that's probably we're over time so that'll probably do it for this episode of the hell yeah show we got some great topics for for next time though so oh yeah we do keep those in the hopper and this time i gotta tell you alan this was a very engaging and entertaining show good well let's pat ourselves on the back and wrap <laughs> <Yeah>. it up <laughs> i'm doing that right now right. Um, <laughs> tell your friends yeah <laughs> yeah um, so if you want to find us uh, on the web, uh, you can do so at uh, show.hellyad.com. You can also send us an email directly at show at hellyad.com. You can also find us on the Twitter machine, twitter.com slash show. Send us a tweet at show, And you can also find us on the aforementioned app.net. Uh, the username there is at hellyeah. All right. Very good. With that, we will see you in a couple weeks. 